Blog Talk Radio. television program, every yep. radio show, every pigeon mail, snail mail, and uh-huh. uh, across the country. I just want to uh, remind you that tomorrow is Super Tuesday, and please vote Bloomberg. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Hello, Hello everybody. Yeah, yeah, I just I just patched in. We must have got a cross line there. The guy sounds we a lot like me, though. We were hijacked by the Bloomberg uh, campaign. They only texted me three times this week. I made a comment on a Bloomberg uh, thing on Facebook, uh, like, like, hey, this guy sucks. All of a sudden, I get a uh, uh, instant message from them, like, hey, would you, do you have time to talk about Mike Bloomberg right now? I'm like, fuck you. Oh, no kidding. They they called you out for it. That's no, amazing. no, I I think it was automated, but oh, you know. okay. yeah, 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 I'm sure it was. That's crazy. Hey, can you you can hear me? All right, I'm coming through. Yeah. Well, you got a stupid hat on today, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you coming through on my, I got you coming through on my cans, but I'm not. I can't hear me through there. But if you can hear me, then, then all is good. Unfortunately, yes, I could hear you. Well, you're right here next to me, partner. Your glasses look great. The hair's shining. You got kind of the Kenny Omega thing going on there. It's not bad. Oh, yeah. Looking pretty That's good. That's right, man. Week. The great Kenny Omega, the greatest tag team wrestler in the history of wrestling. Wow. How about it? That was a hell of a tag match that we're going to probably discuss later today. Hell of a tag team. Like, that was tag team wrestling. It was pretty, pretty fun. Pretty fun uh, yeah, good. wrestling weekend, Al. It was. It was uh, jam-packed and loaded. Uh, AEW took over Chicago. I'm sure we'll get to that. I saw the um, out in the Cactus League, the Cubs are just terrible, huh? You should be ashamed to wear that hat. They're doing terrible in, in, the, in the Cactus League, in the fake league. Does, does that matter? Oh, because well, the world needs more baseball, so thankfully we have that. Well, and luckily I'll be at a Cubs game come this uh, this upcoming week here. I'm I'll sorry. be there in thir- actually just a few days. In three days, I'm going to be sitting there in the outfield playing catch with my daughter. It's going to go so easy to get all the kids in there and everything. Nobody's going to be in a bad mood. There won't be any crying. There's just going to be some playing baseball out there, eating a couple Cracker Jacks. Maybe Daddy's going to be drinking a beer. And it's just going to be the most lovely time. Well, you have to drink beer to put up with that boring ass game. That's yeah. the only way to make it exciting. Now, now you got to have to drink beer to to parent. Man, my daughter just cracked her skull like maybe ten minutes before we went on the air. She was down in the studio with me and uh, took her back upstairs, and she cracked her damn head like right on the door. Yeah, had to damn. Open. Yeah, I felt bad. It it happens. 
Well, she's definitely uh, Little Clark. Yeah, she is. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are live at the Sports Attic, ladies and gentlemen. It's a Monday night. Here we are, March the 2nd. Uh, March has come in like a, like a, just a domesticated cat. And uh, we're here to do live at the Sports Attic this week. We do the show weekly. Next week, I won't be here. I'll be, I'll be here in Arizona. That, hell of a cat. Did you wow. get another cat? Oh. No. Um, Not yet. If you were a popsicle flavor, what popsicle flavor would you be? Oh, um, blue cranberry. If you were a crayon, what crayon would you be? What color crayon? Violet. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, you remember the scene with you as a uh, a uh, wedding dad, um, and uh, you couldn't pay for the wedding? Do you remember the scene, Clark? Yeah, was I asking you for money for the wedding? Was I trying to sell you a mattress or something? Yes. Would you would you uh, do us all a favor and relive that moment and uh, show us that character? Um, that was that's about as good as I can recall from that from that show from that character. Maybe maybe this right here is all I got with that, guys. We sports addict. This is Larcher and Lawrenson. He is Al Larcher. I'm Clark Lawrenson. If you want to call in. Join us today. Give us a call at 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Uh, Al was talking about a show that we did called, uh, in, in the group Comedy Accident, of course, for members of... Uh, yes, tell us more about the show. Comedy group Comedy Accident. And uh, there was a show, and we, we played Wedding Dads, and I, I believe I was asking him for money, but that is pretty much all that I recall from the show that you, that you speak of. Uh, we, do ske- we do sketches, you know, like you see on Saturday Night Live. If you were a type of donut, what donut would you be? Um, I would be like a peanut butter donut with a little chocolate frosting and some bananas on it. Mm. A very hipster. Makes sense. Stands, man. Stands, man. That sounds all well, right. Hey, of course I'm asking. We see you guys out there watching us on Facebook Live. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know how you're doing today. Of course, I'm... Uh, I'm asking these questions because the great uh, James Lipton has passed away today. Uh, rest in peace, James Lipton. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, inside the actor's studio, right? Yeah, correct. Oh, that's so, where you were going with that. I thought you were, I thought you needed time to like go, you know, to do something, you know? If you were an 80s professional wrestler, which wrestler would you be? Um, Killer B number two, jumping Jim oh. Bell, I believe. Now, could you embody that character and maybe uh, give us a little bit of what you would say? Well, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you here, James, and uh, I would actually be Tugboat. Brilliant. Yeah, James Lipton, um, if you'd like to call in and ask us James Lipton-type questions, 760-454-8834. Just a disclaimer, Mike Bloomberg is not allowed to call in or any of his uh, people today. uh, 760-454-8834 is the number otherwise. From here here on out, this will be the only show that you're watching, the only thing that you do really where you don't see or hear Mike Bloomberg's voice. Um, You'll be able to breathe air without hearing him or seeing him. 
Judge Judy, uh, big sports news today. Judge Judy is uh, stepping uh, stepping down. You broke the news this morning. That being was, said, she, she Judge Judy is stepping down, but but there's good news as well, Al. Right, new project. That's right. So she's ending Judge Judy, and she's starting a new show called Judy Justice. Uh, what do you know about this, and how do you feel, Al? Uh, I I feel like uh, she's trying to get money somewhere else, or maybe CBS was done with her. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel good though. I feel good. She's still going to be on the air in some capacity. Uh huh. Um, there of course they're going to continue to air the uh, air the old show uh, in reruns. You know, twenty five seasons of that. By the way, I'm not sure if you if yeah. You're familiar with. It's something like 300, 300 plus episodes a season. Oh, she broke that on Ellen today, huh? Yeah, big news. Three hundred episodes kids, a season. She doesn't take all the many kids, days off. No, all the kids are, uh, you know, uh, watching the Ellen. They, they know what's going on with the Judge Judy. Currently, the highest paid personality on television, earning forty-seven million per year. Damn. She signed her current contract with CBS in 2015, um, and now she, of course, she owns the production company now that runs the show. And uh, yeah, I, no word yet on what the new show is going to be about, or there's really no information on the new one. I imagine Judy Justice will include some type of courtroom, still, right? I mean, she's going to interact with the people. I would hope so. I, I mean, who? who? Who doesn't love Judge Judy and uh, and her work with the people? Judge how Judy really. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how we would go on as a nation without her. To be honest, so. Well, if I can't get the blueberry story at least once every half season or so, I'm I'm going to be feeling pretty left out in the dark. I've I've used the blueberry I've I've used the uh, blueberry story before at uh, at work. Yeah, like you've used it like as, as your own, or did you reference Judge Judy with the blueberry story? No, I I took I stole that shit. You know, I feel like you need to tell the local live at the sports attic listener here, the loyal live at the sports attic listener here, what is the blueberry story, Al? Well, you see, you Clark, you could be a nice kid, you could be a good person, you could be a great blueberry. But yeah. if you've ever bought blueberries before, and, and you take them home, and you open the package up, and you see a bad blueberry in there, that ruins the whole thing. Do you understand? Yeah, you don't want a bad blueberry in there. So you just take it, and you throw it out, and then you have the rest of the blueberries, right? No, you throw out all the, blue, you, you throw out all the blueberries because you can't have the, the blueberries at all. Oh, get rid of them all? Clark, I, I have some. Uh, I have a very important uh, message coming in now. This is being uh, brought in here. Let's see here. I'm Judge Judy Scheinberg. I like to say you can judge someone's character by what they've done. Mike Bloomberg has done amazing things. I will be a truly great president. No one comes close to my Judy. What's going on? Wait a minute. Got experience. What is happening here? With steady leadership will unite our country and bring us through these very challenging times. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve. Oh, of Jesus! He snuck one in, Clark. What, what is happening here? No, this is outrageous. No, Judy. Unbelievable. Forget Judy. Judge Judy. 
the current you know that the Michigan Wolverines huge Judge Judy Mark he's a huge fan. That there is uh, exactly the the blueberry story. You see, Judge Judy can be a great blueberry, but she's hanging out with bad blueberries and ruins all the blueberries. There it is. She needs to take her own advice. Wow, hell of a pull there, Larcher. That's impressive. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. So, let's see. The Bears, uh, there's a lot of talk about a quarterback going around. A lot of uh, speculation, a lot of uh, unfounded stories, and uh, we we really we don't know what's going to happen. We do know that uh, Jay Cutler Jr. will be our quarterback next year, and uh, we'll see if he gets challenged at all. We we do know that uh, it sounds as though the Bears have been in touch in touch with a team out of Ohio about one of their quarterbacks. Oh, the kid from the Browns, yeah, Mayfield, huh? No, 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 no. Oh my God, not Andy Dalton. Somebody with a little bit of a who has playoff experience. Someone who's been in the league for a long time, a proven quarterback, Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle, if you will. You see, huh. that's another example, Clark, of, of exactly the theme of today's program. Andy Dalton could be a great quarterback, but he has been with moldy blueberries for most of his career. And, you know, you just can't trust the moldy uh, blueberry guy. Yeah, no. The guy's only 32 right now, still. Like, I mean, I imagine that this is how Tennessee Titan fans felt. When the rumors were going, oh, we might be trading for Ryan Tannehill. Like, here's the deal. It's just a fail-safe if everything falls apart with Mitchell. I don't right. see them going for – I mean, uh, a Tom Brady's not happening. Uh, it's like, it's this guy. It's Case Keenum, maybe, you know? Like, that's who you bring in to back up just so there could be somebody a little better than Chase Daniels there in case it's would you Would you rather have – uh, Andy Dalton or Marcus Mariota? Honestly, I don't know enough about Mariota for sure. Um, right now, I I mean, if Mariota, if their version of, if Tennessee's version of of Mitchell Trubisky uh, is 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 the guy, <laughs> maybe I don't because somebody beat him out. Do you get what I'm saying? Like Tannehill beat him out. Well, you're going to get nobody. Nobody's giving up their starting quarterback, Clark. We're not going to get the, uh, the the starting quarterback of the uh, uh, you know the Packers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to come down here and uh, play for us. Uh, you're going to get people's garbage. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek Carr could be a possibility out there. Yeah, that one probably might be the best. In all honesty. Um, but, you know, he, what, he's a, what are the Bears going to have to give up for an Andy Dalton? Like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not giving up a second round pick or any fourth round picks there. You know, no. fourth round seems to be Ryan Pace's money round. By the way, Tariq Cohen, Eddie Jackson. Let's know. see here. What do you think? Yeah, you uh, think, uh, Marcus Mariota's career uh, passer rating is an eighty nine point six. So, um, my God, did you hear that? No. That explosion only happened in my ear. My, wow. You okay over there? 
I, I hope the listeners didn't get that. Something just blew up in uh, in the computer here. Are we being attacked? So 80, 89.6 for uh, for Marcus Mariota. I think Jay Cutler was right about 89, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Jay Cutler, career stats. Let's see here. God, they got this internet thing now. You, you could look up anything. I hate when Here's, people pretend the internet's something newer. Like, uh, I don't want to work the internet. There aren't that many great quarterbacks out there. There, I mean, yeah, I just, it, 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 we're just looking for band aids right now to fix it. In the event that uh, Mitchell doesn't have a huge, giant fourth year coming out party next year, fourth year. Oh, well, I tell you, in my Madden game, he is long gone. He's playing for the uh, San Diego Chargers and has been for quite some time now. When did he retire in your Madden game, guys? We'll talk AEW and WWE soon. He, he didn't. Re- he didn't retire. He um, we didn't know renew his contract when it expired. Oh, we drafted okay. a kid who's, who's been very good. Good for us. We got him in the second round. He's been good, but uh, his contract is now expiring. His rookie deal is done. We're we're undefeated going into the last game of the season, and we got we got to beat the uh, Packers. If we do so, we'll we'll have an undefeated season, and then uh, hopefully win the Super Bowl. He will not re-sign with us. He has said he wants to test free agency, so we're, we're going to see where this goes. Okay, I'm comfortable getting rid of. I'm comfortable getting rid of him, to be honest. But you are, yeah. Okay. Eight years in Chicago, uh, Jay Cutler's QB rating was an eighty-five point three. So uh, Marcus Mariota at an eighty-nine is already a better a better option than what Jay Cutler would have been if you're looking at QB rating, which is <laughs> just one of the matrix to look at a quarterback. Jay Christopher no. Cutler. I didn't realize his middle name was Christopher. Oh, Chris. Uh, I tried I tried watching his show recently. He's great on that Cavalry show. Let's see here. Uh the QB rating for Andy Dalton is Get a drum roll here, but eighty five point seven. Eighty seven point five. So Marcus Mariota the best option out of uh, all those guys. I'm not sure what Mariota's contract status is. I, I've, I've seen his name thrown around. That's why I mentioned him, but I'm not sure what his actual is. I've seen his thrown around a little bit in there, but who knows? What What are we? Uh, the official season starts, the official NFL year starts uh, in about a month, something like that? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it is. Uh Y'all, you can join in the, on the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook Live, or you can give us a call at 760-454-8834. Mariota signed a four-year, $24.2 million contract with the Tennessee Titans. That includes this year? an $8 million signing bonus with an average annual salary of, no, not this year, of $6 million. When did he sign this? Hang on, I'm trying to. Very, very yeah. informative. Hey, you know. What's up, Steve? How are you, buddy? Hey, there he is. Boy, uh, what uh, what an exciting show so far. We've we've learned uh, we've learned that uh, Judge Judy's retiring. The uh, Cubs still suck. Uh, the Bears still don't have a quarterback, and. Uh, 
Yeah, and, and James Lipton is dead. I mean, what, what kind of morning is this, Clark? What world have I woken up to? Rest in peace, James Lipton, of course. Right? Rest in peace? Yeah. Rest in, in peace. peace. So AEW, uh, uh, they had some – is there any other sports stuff going on? Uh, has Lou got to take here at uh, 760-454-8834? Well, you got anything big else going on? Cubs talk, Al, uh, in spring training is just that, uh, you know, the rookie, uh, the rookie manager, David Ross, today they played in a, you know, in a spring training game against Joe Madden. So there was a lot of uh, people seeing people, you know, that they hadn't in a while. But a lot of the talk is about Chris Bryant and uh, the fact that he is, uh, the fact that he's starting, uh, he's going to be leading off. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people have, have their opinions on it. There are people who think that Chris Bryant leading off is a waste of space. However, he might be one of the best base runners on the team, so I, I like that. Uh, some people don't think that he'll have the home run numbers that he did, but the last time I checked, like, he's not changing his swing. He's still going to yeah, have some just... run. The biggest issue there, Al, is that the pitcher usually bats ninth. So even after that first round, he's going to be, he's going to be, um, you know, uh, even after the first time they go through the batting order, uh, he's going to be uh, following the pitcher. So that's one less chance for him to get an RBI, things like that. I don't know. It's very, very interesting here. Uh, oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I, have, I haven't been this excited in a long time. Yeah. I, so I, was, I woke up the other day, which is good. I mean, every day you kind of want to wake up. And uh, Good job. There was a cartoon on, and uh, I don't know if you saw this here. Let's see. The sound's terrible on this, but uh, here we go. Yeah, baseball. So the cartoons got it. The cartoons are teaching the kids of the future. That, you know, baseball is indeed very boring. This is the last year of Mariota's contract where he's going to make $20 million this year. Mm, so uh, maybe the, the so last maybe they year was, him. was the biggest part of that, yeah. Yeah, their, their cap hit here has been like 3% of their cap space, 4% of their cap space. Now it just jumped up to 11% because last year he was making uh, 705 thousand is a base salary with a four million dollar prorated bonus so the cap hit on him total was seven million this year it's almost 21 million that's crazy yeah they got to figure out a way to dump him i don't see how the bears end up with him you don't have that much cap space to mess with well i think if they cut him they 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 just they take a uh a hit a little bit of a hit and uh then he's he's basically in the free market right they take a big hit right i mean they're going to take a hit yeah, maybe, maybe. That's wild. They probably will need to cut him, though. You're right. I mean, if they have another guy to play quarterback, what are you spending twenty million dollars? Right. Take just doesn't. It. Yeah. It doesn't make any damn sense. No, it doesn't. Well, I think we covered like, all of those sports right there, Al. It's like super mean, kick. It's like super kick after super kick. At some point, it's got to matter. There you go. Yeah. Hey now. 
Hey now, hey now. Oh boy, yeah. So uh, yeah, wrestling was really good. AEW, uh, they've been doing a lot of things right, and uh, their last pay per view, their last uh, show, their last program took place in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet, we we probably will be talking spoilers here. So uh, yeah. just a heads up there. But uh, was Saturday night's pay per view. A pretty quality show from start to finish. I mean, I I, I turned it on and uh, I enjoyed it uh, to the end. I didn't I didn't see the pre-show, so I missed the Dark Order uh, defeating uh, SoCal Uncensored and uh, Doctor uh, Britt Baker DMD and Penelope yeah. Ford uh, defeating Riho and uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, so in a, a women's match there, women's tag team match. So I missed that, but I, I did catch the main show. And uh, the one mistake, I, I, think, I think this is one of the best pay-per-views in a long time. Um, it, it was up there with uh, what they're doing in New Japan as far as quality. And uh, uh, NXT TakeOvers, it's in that, that same vein of just really fun show to watch. Um, went a little long, but I didn't think it was too long. It was three and a half hours. You know, yeah. I mean, WWE has these four to five hour shows, so... You know, three and a half hours. The perfect show to me is about three hours. So, um, you know, like, like like a play, like a stage play. You know, I kind of want to be the James Lipton of wrestling. Do you? Do you want to get? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? You want to interview uh, Jake Hager? Do you like inside the wrestler's ring? And yeah, you'd be like, uh, Jake Hager, uh, if you were a type of oatmeal cookie, what kind of oatmeal cookie would you be? Uh, you know, see what he says. I think it'll be fun. If there is a heaven at the pearly gates, what would you want them to ask you about? Right, exactly. Hopefully he fantasy gets, football. Now he gets to be the one experiencing that. Very true. Well, what what if he goes to hell and they don't ask him anything? They're like, ah, <laughs> James, you didn't. You know, because we don't know what James Lipton's personal life was. I mean, the guy's in his 90s. I really don't know well, much about him. You're right. But, I, I mean, I'd well, like to think. That, well, that's what he was doing in the 70s. There might have been a lot of nose candy involved in James Lipton's life. I don't know. But, I mean, just because of the nose candy, I mean, is is that going to do it? Is that going to call it a night? Well, I, I from what I understand, uh, Jesus and God are not big fans of the nose candy, so maybe. Okay. I mean, I don't know. You know, James James Lipton may have never touched a drug in his life. You know, he was born in uh, the Roaring Twenties, for God's sakes. Yep. <sighs> we this is the first time that we haven't gone to a uh, to a WWE or to an AEW pay per view that's in the True. area. Apparently, yeah. we only like to see him in Hoffman Estates. We don't like to see him in downtown Chicago, the Wintrust Arena. Yeah, I don't do downtown, man. I'm a real Chicagoan. We don't go downtown. That's for uh, tourists. You go downtown if you have to. No, no, you don't. You don't. Real Chicagoans don't. I know you're a phony one from uh, Kirkland, so, you know. You Well, you mean real people that grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, such as yourself. No, 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 no. I grew up in the same county. As oh, Chicago, did so if you're Cook County, then you're in Chicago. Yeah, Cook County counts, pal. That's what that's okay. what's definitive of Chicago's Cook County. I don't know where you, uh, you know, you were up in, um, what Edgar County or uh, uh, 
No, uh, what's that band? Wilco? Will County? So you would say that Orland Park is a part of Chicago. Tinley Park is a part of Parks of Chicago. Lincoln Park, Tinley Park. No, Uh, Tinley Park is like an hour south of here. Come on, pal. Yeah, man, that's uh, more Chicago. What county did you grow up in? DeKalb, what's up? Represent. See, DeKalb, that's farm country, Clark. You have no idea what a city is like. That's why you're going downtown. I understand. It's okay. You don't have to be ashamed of it. You know. I understand what a city is, pal. I don't need you shaming me here. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm not shaming you. I'm just stating facts. I'd like to thank Clark. Exactly. Did you hear the t- the twang on that guy's voice? I, I, saw, think Clark. I saw tickets for uh, Revolution were like $45 day of show. Uh, it was running conjunction with the Comic-Con there at the uh, McCormick Place, the, the gigantic uh, convention space there, uh, the largest in North America, like over 2 million square feet, something like that. Yeah. Uh, run there. This week, while driving for a rideshare company, Al, a kid got into my car and he's like, oh, I just have my sword here. And I was like, huh? You have your sword here? And he's like, yeah. He goes, you know, C2E2? I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And like, we had loaded his entire uh, costume in as well. So um, he was there. I guess he dresses in cosplay from the game Final Fantasy. And he won a big contest in India. And he travels all around. Doing uh, doing Comic Cons in cosplay. <sighs> nice kid, Indian kid, younger guy. What? I bring up cosplay and you don't even want to talk about it. Well, you know uh, the. So I don't know what India does. I really don't. I you know I've never been to India. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know a lot about their culture. I don't know uh, a lot about their people, but. Multiple times in my life, I've had somebody in Indian claim that they were the best. They won the best of from India. Like, uh, for example, I've had the best karaoke performer uh, in all of India, according to him. Uh, uh-huh. He won. He won the contest of for the best karaoke performer in India. So I just yeah. wonder maybe they run a lot of these contests and they tell everybody they're the best in, in, in India and then they come they send them to America and then they're not very good like they, he he wasn't a very good singer I'm judging based on one or two people this cosplay guy might have been uh, amazing he he might have um, been flying in on Sid's airship you know a little uh, Final Fantasy reference there for you Clark I know you you've probably never played the game no nope. nope I I did reference you though I go I bet my friends played that. That's about yeah, how much combo I had for it. I, uh, uh, I, I played the first one, Clark. Very uh, Nintendo. Wow. There were, it, there were more after the Final Fantasy? I don't understand how that makes any sense. Um, there were a lot of Yeah. Now, maybe it's just that they won, like, a contest somewhere in India. Like, you won, like, a contest at, like, the local pub for karaoke. You know what I mean? Like, who's his competition? Yeah, that's well, that's what I'm saying. How many cosplayers are there in India, too? Like, uh, you know. We're going to go to the phone line shortly. Uh, I saw somebody was just uh, just there on, on the line. Please bear with us, folks, uh, while we're uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the phone line shortly. 
Uh, one caller just dropped. That means that the, another line is open. Give us a call, 760-454-8834. Clark, I want you to know these callers are a priority. When they call it, you, you just you let them on right away. No no BS. No no screening. We just get right to the, the nitty and the gritty. Uh, we do a little fishing oh, fish in the dark. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. That's the number to call. Uh, lovely, uh, lovely things going on. And yes, we we will get to, we are getting to. Um, of course, uh, AEW's Revolution starts off with Dustin Rhodes. Now, Dustin had his arm broken by Jake Hagar, who is uh, Chris Jericho's inner circle muscle. He's a very uh, a large man. He's uh, 37 years old, nearing the uh, twilight of his career, uh, to use a uh, a Reagan quote there. And uh, he stands 6'5", 239 pounds. He's uh, uh, two two wins in uh, mixed martial arts, one no contest. So two, oh, and one. And uh, yeah, he's he's a tough guy. He's been in WWE before. You may know him as Jack Swagger. Um, he's, he's not, he's never been very good. Um, you know, he, he a lot of potential. Like I believe he, he was a, uh, uh, an amazing collegiate wrestler. You know, he's doing MMA stuff. He's, uh, a, a, a big size dude. You look at him, you go, this is a wrestler. But then when he tries to cut a promo, I mean, it, it just forget about it. Not, not even happening. He has a, uh, has a bit of a lisp. Which, uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, both had lisps. And uh, both uh, pulled off an amazing career. So it doesn't disqualify you if if you have the right things to say. But it could be a hindrance if you don't have the right things to say. So they don't have him talk much, which is smart. Um, They don't have him wrestle much, which uh, uh, seemed to be smart as well. This match uh, didn't really do much uh, for me. I didn't even mention he was was fighting uh, Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust, Goldie, uh, Cody Rhodes' brother, who was coming back from that broken uh, broken hand, I believe it was. They went um, 14 minutes, 40 seconds, and uh, Jake Hagar wins by... Uh, submission. He taps out uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. It wasn't a horrible match. It wasn't like uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to bury it. It. Uh, right. It was. It was a lot better. Uh, uh, better than I'm probably making it sound. But it. 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 it the show had so much energy because I mean that. Right. I think that's something to talk about first and foremost. The crowd was there, man. Chicago always delivers, and they delivered again this time. They were on fire for everything, and uh, they were into everything, and they were in tune with what was going on in the ring. Um, Absolutely. As a matter of fact, one of the, the downplays... Yeah, go ahead. I think maybe the match was misplaced, and uh, maybe 14 minutes is a little bit too long for it. Uh I, I I respect both of the guys in it. I, I mean, I guess I don't know too much about Hager, but I appreciate his character so far as part of the inner circle. I mean, this is the first time they put him in a match, I believe. Um, I just uh, maybe not lead off with that. I don't. Maybe you lead off with the Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. You know. No, what you do know. is you you lead off with Cody and MJF. This emotional feud. Everybody's there to see that. People are uh, pumped. The crowd is hungry. They they want to boo somebody, and they want to cheer the hero. And instead, they put that 
third to last, and that match ends up um, being one of the weakest when it comes to crowd support. Like, the crowd just wasn't into that match, which is surprising because it had the best buildup going into the show. Right. So everybody thought that 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 was the match everyone was going to, you know, there for. And uh, turns out, no, that it, it, it fell flat. And the reason I believe it fell flat, one, it was 24 minutes, which is way too long. Cody's got a little bit of a case of the Triple H's going on there. And uh, yeah. so it, it was the seventh match of the night. And, um, you know, the crowd was just, they weren't, they, they were tired at this point. Right. And uh, they already saw an amazing match, which we'll get to, which was the tag team match, which stole the right. show. Um, and, and there just wasn't anywhere for the MGF and Cody to go. Like, it, it just, it, it needed to be first. It really did. So MJF in the match at one point uh, was cut. His his head was cut and he was bleeding. Do you remember how that happened? No, it just came out of nowhere, right? He just like kind of. Yeah, like. Don't you think that's something we want to see? Like, how does that happen? Okay, here's another criticism of the show. Because I'm telling you, this is a really good show. And it's a show you should don't get me wrong. I, I did like the match. I just I, I wondered that. Sorry, go ahead, Al. Um, so I'm not burying the show. I'm just giving you a couple critiques that uh, one one of the things that really bothered me is AEW's production is bad. Like, um, you know, it's not to the point where you can't watch it. It's not like indie bad. I mean, they're they're a professional camera crew, but the director is really to blame, man. They their shots were like. Something amazing's about to happen, and they cut to some mouth breather uh, in the crowd looking at his phone for his reaction. Yep. You know, they keep cutting to the crowd to see dumb people and their reaction when things are happening in the ring that we should be watching. Like, mm-hmm. it is insane when they do that. And, and there's a little too much of uh, missing things to go to stupid shots. Now, you know, New Japan will miss angles occasionally. Like, you know, a guy will they'll, they'll be like a a drop kick out of the ring and uh, another camera guy will be standing in front of the camera guy recording the jump. Um, You know, but it's, it's few and far between their mistakes and their mistakes are like, Oh, you know, somebody was out of position there. That's, I see what was going on. Whereas these guys are, are making legitimate efforts to cut to crowd reactions when it's just not needed, man. Like I don't need you to tell me how I should feel. In a match, like if right. something funny happens, I don't need to go to look at some asshole in the crowd laughing. I don't need that. I I know it's funny and I'm enjoying it. And suddenly you take me out of the moment by showing some some you know uh, filthy wrestling fan uh, perspiring uh, chuckling. Right. So enough with the damn crowd shots. That's my biggest critique as far well, as uh, the show. And yeah. and again, the Cody, Cody and MJF should have went first. You, I, I'm with you on that, and you do see them miss some some things, like you said. But the, that MJF getting cut open, I don't, I don't think they missed anything. I think they just didn't really show. I think, they, well, I guess they missed him falling out of the ring. But yeah, maybe that was just a production issue. All right, fair. Um, I know we kind of jumped around. Where, where do you want to go from here on the show, Al? Um, well, we'll just keep, we'll keep going in order, but. Uh... You know, if we if we jump ahead and jump behind, we'll we'll get to whatever we're talking about. Darby Allen 
And uh, Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god, goes up Guevara. against the uh, the dirty uh, hippie on a skateboard, uh, Darby Allen, a, a thrill seeker. And uh, really, who doesn't speak Spanish? I don't know if you knew that. I do not. No, that's interesting. I, I got in trouble. I got in trouble at work once because the. Uh, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. The lady at the dry cleaners at the cleaners, she hates me. She absolutely despises me and my existence. Yep. So one time I dropped off laundry, and all of a sudden my phone rings. I pick it up, and it's the lady from the cleaners who speaks basically just Spanish, and. Uh, so she's asking me something in Spanish, and, you know, it's, huh, what? Yeah, well, huh, hold on. So I go, and I look for a, a co-worker, and I find a co-worker uh, with the last name Hernandez. And I'm like, hey, uh, is there any way you could talk to uh, this lady? And she looks at me, and she goes, you know, just because my last name's uh, Hernandez doesn't mean I can speak Spanish. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I guess that's true. She she didn't speak Spanish. Then I found the guy who did speak Spanish, and uh, you know it turns out I, I mislabeled the bag or something. I don't know what the hell was going on. I think the lady just sure. wanted to call him. So, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, well, there's a better chance of somebody with the last name Hernandez to speak Spanish than than right. if than somebody else with the last name like White, like Walter White. I wouldn't expect to speak Spanish. Or like Goldberg. Sure. Right. You're like, just narrowing down the problem. Uh, no, no, it, it was. No, she didn't say it was racist. I just, I didn't, you know, I just said I got a little trouble there. Um, so, Sammy, so here, here's the, I mean, here's the setup. Like, you look at the show and there's a lot of older talent, uh, especially in the main events. Chris Jericho, you know, he's in his 50s. Uh, John Moxley, uh, he, he's not super old, but he's in the late 30s. Uh, Cody, uh, mid thirties. Justin, here, here's a chance for here's a, here's a here's a chance for two guys in there. I mean, Nyla Rose is about thirty. Here's a guy in or about almost forty. She's late thirties. Uh, here's a guy. Here's a match with two kids in their twenties. And you think of uh, like the greats, like uh, you know Steamboat and Savage. You know the young guys on the show want to steal the show from the old guys. And uh, that was the case here, man. Darby Allen rides his skateboard to the ring, looks cool as hell. The crowd's into it. Uh, they love that kid. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara just uh, he looks like a like a bully, like a like a prep school kid, you know, with all, with all the all the good stuff in life, good looks in the inner circle, got the money. Darby Allen just looks like a street kid, and uh, you know, a thug on a skateboard rolling down in the ring. And so these two kids, they go at it, and they wrestle. And um, the match, before the match starts, uh, Sammy Guevara is just standing outside the ring, letting Darby Allen do his thing in the ring. And suddenly Darby Allen just dives out of the ring right onto Sammy Guevara. And these two go at it, like, for a good five uh, The match is officially five minutes. But that's because the match started with him diving out of the ring before both competitors were in the ring, so the bell never rings. So these guys just do a bunch of cool spots outside of the ring. Darby Allen does a, uh, uh, the suicide dive outside of the ring, and he, he, his foot snags the rope, and he actually comes up short. That was kind of scary-looking spot there. Ooh. Sammy Guevara did uh, like a 
you know, 460 splash off the top rope to through a table to the outside. That was amazing. You see that thing, man? That thing, that guy yeah. was just spent. Like, that was just a piece of art. Gorgeous match. It reminded me of a, uh, a New Japan light heavyweight title match yeah. on a major card. Like, these guys went all out. And uh, it, it, because of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Adam Page, they, it'd be very hard to steal the show. But they made a case for it. I really enjoyed this match. Um, some people didn't as much, but those people just aren't, you know, very smart. They're How many times did he flip on that off the top rope? He, he, like, he did a double front flip, right? Yeah, man, I would go three, three, three times maybe. He I mean, with crazy before he did it, he's like, "I'm crazy. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking," and he's right. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, it was yeah. great. Good. Yeah, he. Had, I mean, there was match. speed in that. Yeah. So I found the the perfect way to air fry a uh, steak. Ooh. I did a. Uh, I made so the air fryer makes really good bacon. So the night before, I made uh, some BLTs. The oven and, makes uh, really good bacon too. You just put it in the oven, cook it. Yeah, but it's quicker and easier in the air fryer. So why, why would I use an oven? Um, sure. All all the fat drips, you know, underneath into the uh, to the the pot underneath. So I didn't clean it out, and the next day I'm like, I'll make a steak. I'm like, well, there's all that fat in there. I'm like, fine, let's just air fry it with the bacon grease. And um, so it, the bacon grease was like cooking underneath the steak, and oh my god, it gave the steak a, a nice uh, bacon flavor. Excellent. It was almost as good as that match. Um, then we saw um, German announce him. They, they, uh, Jr. and uh, the gang kicked it over to uh, uh, Gunter Zepp and Mike Ritter, and they uh, they talked a little bit in German. Wow, nice catch. Well done, Al. You, you uh, did, did you enjoy the German commentators? I I think so. I think I, I don't know what they said, but um, and then it went to this uh, this tag match that you've been talking about here that we we kind of previewed a little bit. Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks, and of course Kenny and Adam and Page. Uh, they took the titles off of uh, off of SCU, and uh, right. they've been the champions. And they are facing what some consider one of the like some consider the best tag team in the world. Would that would that be an understatement on, or an overstatement on that, Al? Well, would if you ask the Young team? Bucks, if you ask the Young Bucks, or if you ask Jim Ross, they think they're the greatest tag team in the world. Um, they were definitely probably the biggest indie stars in the tag team circuit for a decade. Um, they, they've mastered their craft. They're two brothers who began wrestling uh, when they were children. Their parents have always been very supportive of them, built them a ring. And, um, you know, they mastered the art of tag team wrestling. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you could uh, you could argue that they are the best tag team in the world, without question. So this match, uh, Wednesday, there was a hell of a promo. Was it JR who interviewed the four of them? And I, you know, it, the whole thing has been going on here with, with Hangman Page. He's kind of been on the outside. All four of these guys are members of the elite. They come from New Japan Pro Wrestling together, Ring of Honor, and what have you. And uh, Adam Page has kind of been going off on his own and drinking beers. But then Wednesday night, Al, there was yeah. that that promo, and I, I thought it was one of the best promos that, uh, it was one of the best promos that that I've seen. 
And it really got me excited for the match coming up. I think AEW is really they're hitting a stride here, man. But back back to these guys, like I enjoyed that promo quite a bit. Uh, how did you feel it went? Well, I mean, here's a scenario. This this goes back to like it's like high school, you know. You have two brothers. You you have these guys are seniors, okay? You got you got two, three seniors that are best friends. You got two bro, two of my brothers, and the other one is best friends with the two brothers, right? And then they see this kid. They they see this kid who's like a he's a sophomore, maybe a junior, and uh, they're like, man, you know, he he's cool. Like, let's bring him into our group, and uh, you know, we'll kind of uh, we'll give him a you know, he'll be cool hanging out with the older kids, and uh, you know, it'll be fun and stuff, and we'll take him under our wing, and you know, and, and at first it's great. You know, you got these four dudes hanging out. Well, suddenly, you know, the two brothers are obviously very tight. And their best friend is really tight with the three of them. And that fourth guy, you know, he's younger. He, he doesn't quite feel as welcomed into the group. And uh, yeah. here he, he, gets, he gets put into a tag team with the, with the other guy who's not one of the brothers. And uh, he, he feels like, well, the third guy, the best friend, still wants to be with the brothers and not him. And he feels a little left out. And uh, he's drinking and having fun. And, and they're criticizing him for every, all the fun he's having. And uh, that, that's what's going on here. You have Kenny Omega is the best friend. You have the Young Bucks, who were Kenny Omega's ring, uh, ring guys, corner men in uh, New Japan. You know, when Kenny Omega would go for the title, it was the Young Bucks that were at ringside with them. And uh, Adam Page, who they brought in as the young guy who was going to be as the future of the business, they were going to groom to be the future of the business, um, feeling a little like... You know he's the fourth wheel. He just doesn't he, he doesn't fit, and he doesn't dislike these guys. He just kind of wants to be his own guy now. You right. know, he wants to go hang out with new friends and, and not not be stuck with these uh, kiss asses. I mean that's what they are. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega—they're all kiss asses. They're all they're all the guys who are like, you know, let's all support each other and let's all be friends. Bullshit. You know, in a creative environment, you, of course you want to support your friends, but at the end of the day, you still want to do better than them. That's only human nature. When we were doing improv, you know, we wanted to be the best improv group. We still supported our friends in other groups, but we wanted to be better than them. Even if we didn't say it, we wanted to. So, right. you know, that, I mean, that's, yep. what, that's what happens here. So you have Kenny Omega and Adam Page. They somehow win the tag team champion, the titles. You know, they, they unseed SCU, and they end up eliminating the Young Bucks uh, Adam Page specifically eliminates the Young Bucks in a, uh, a battle royal to name the number one contenders or, or to get the titles. I don't remember which it was. And uh, so the Young Bucks are a little like, hey, you know, we've kind of been on the back burner here. Now's our time to be the best tag team in the world, which we are. So we're gonna, we got the number one contendership. We're going to take the titles off of Kenny Omega and Adam Page. And Adam Page is like, you know, this is the first time in my career I've won any gold. Like, this is important to me. And now, these guys are supposed to be my best friends. Want to kick the title? Screw them. I'm going to kick their ass. Where Kenny Omega's like, oh, let's all be friends. Let's all, yeah, let's shake hands. And so, that, that tension is what, what's built in the ring. So, you, you have these guys, you know, the Young Bucks on one side and Kenny and uh, Adam on the other side. And Adam Page is obviously, he doesn't give a shit. Cowboy shit, you know? The crowd yeah. is really into him. And the crowd senses that, like, the Young Bucks are just they're, they're boring. Like, they don't care. They, 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 they're, they're, 
they're the guys who's trying to stop the fun, man. They're uh, curmudgeons. So they're the bad blueberries. So, uh, so yeah, so the, you have this emotional tension. And the match starts, and it, it, it's everybody's the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are trying to keep it friendly. Well, Adam Page just keeps pushing. He keeps pushing. And then I think he finally spits in one of the Young Bucks' face, and um, they start unleashing, and then the Young Bucks start doing Young Bucks things, and, you know, they're, they're trying to break Kenny's neck, and, uh, but they feel bad about it, and there's this, this, this emotion. And, you know, 20 minutes later, like, it, it took about 10 minutes to heat the match up to get through the yep. drama, to, to set up like, okay, we're going to go, screw this. We want to win this match. We're, we're finally, both teams are enough with the friendship shit. We'll, we'll deal with this afterwards. This is a match. We're going we're gonna to win. We want to we wanna destroy the other team. And then they got there. And that, that took about 10 minutes. And then you had another 10 minutes where they were just going at it, like just trying to kill each other. And um, and they kept trying to one up each other, and they kept you know just dominating each other, and it was it was uh, wonderful to watch. And so about twenty minutes in, you're like, holy shit, this is a great match. And I don't know who's gonna win, and I don't know how this thing's gonna end, and it's very uncomfortable. And that uh, that feeling of being uncomfortable was amazing. It like it drew, it drew the emotion in the match, and then you get to the finally like. Uh, Kenny Omega hurts his shoulder. He can't do the one-winged angel. And then Adam Page does the one-winged angel. And Kenny's like, what the fuck is that? And, yeah. Um, yeah. and, then, and then at the end of the day, the uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega win the match. And they retain the titles. And then, uh, yeah, there's tension afterwards. And, you know, finally, like, Kenny Omega like, is like, okay, you know, it was a match. And they shake hands with the Young Bucks. And, again, Adam Page is kind of left out there like, I don't know if I want to shake these guys' hands. I don't like. Right. It's not that I don't like them. I just, I fuck them. You know, we just had a match. I'm done. I'm, I'm over this. I'm with you. One thing, uh, Al, about this is that you mentioned the crowd earlier, with just how energetic it was into it. Adam Hangman Page is I over. Mean, this guy's a star. And yeah. this might yeah. be the first time that you really see just how big that star can shine here in AEW. Everybody was pissed. They were uh, not everybody, but a lot of people were pissed that they put the, they put the, the heavyweight title on the old guy. You know, the, the two of them fought for the first one ever. Right. Uh, it's been almost a year now. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if hangman page had gotten that title to start out, I don't think he'd be as hot as he is right now. Not at all. It would have been like, Roman Reigns. It, felt, it would feel like it would have felt like Roman Reigns, like they were shoving him down our throat. Right. When we saw Jericho versus Hangman Page, the crowd was not into Hangman Page. We weren't, you know, uh, Sean wherever the hell we were, wasn't into, Hoffman Estates wasn't into Hangman Page yet. Like, we didn't really know who this guy was. We didn't, we didn't care who he was. They didn't tell us why we should care who he was. We knew who Jericho was. Jericho was funny. And we just kind of wanted to see Jericho win the title. And Hangman Adam Page then kind of gets buried in, in, in as an afterthought. And then slowly starts telling this story where he's, he's drinking a lot. And he's, like, not really into his friends as much. But not in a bad way. And as a matter of fact, they come off more as dicks, which is why the Young Bucks get booed in this match. Um, yep. 
Yeah, I mean, it was uh, just great storytelling. and The whole thing was wonderful. Match went 30 minutes, 56 seconds, and uh, still the tag team, the AEW Tag Team Champions. Omega I Page. This is one of those matches where after it ended, you're watching, you're waiting to see if somebody's going to turn, right? I mean, I think a heel turn would do a Kenny Omega really good right now, although having the tag title with, with, with Page is really – good stuff and he's helping elevate hangman page as well but i i, I thought maybe he turned and then when, when you said the other day you go man the bucks are sure acting like heels that's yeah that's what it really clicked for me and i thought maybe they would turn um maybe someone such as yourself could see that it's not the right time to turn them no but, i mean you, you you milk it out as long as you can like sure there's still it still feels like somebody is going to turn in this whole foursome and, you know, Hangman Page at the end of it teases that he might do the buckshot lariat on Kenny Omega. Yep. The camera, the camera stays, uh, Hangman Adam Page, everybody hugs in the center of the ring, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And they kind of invite uh, Hangman in to come over and hug with them. And he just, he's like, no, I'm cool, man. Steps out of the ring. And then he, he kind of motions over for Kenny Omega, and Omega's got his back turned, and uh, Hangman Adam Page, because the ramp is on the same level as the ring, yeah. uh, the entrance ramp. So he's standing right on the edge there, uh, holding the two ropes, which is what he does right before he does the buckshot lariat, which is his finisher, where he basically snaps into the ring using the ropes and throws a huge uh, uh, a lariat clothesline. And... Uh, so he, he's teasing this, and you see him, and he kind of looks at the camera with the crazy eyes, and you're not sure. This is the, this is the subtlety of it. You're yeah. not sure if he's fucking with the viewer at home, like, I know what you guys are thinking, and I'm just teasing you, or if he really is thinking about doing it. You don't know. Yeah. And right. Kenny catches him. Kenny sees it, and he's like, oh, hold on, buddy. And, you know, Hangman's like, no, 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 I'm just kidding, man. And kind of holds the ropes open and helps him out of the ring. And, you know, then they leave together. So very interesting. Very interesting is what to, what's going to happen next. I'm, uh, Have we gotten any, couple, melters, any Meltzer scores out yet here? Maybe not. Just I haven't that. seen any. No, no. I would uh, probably uh, should be a five-star match. But if this was at the Tokyo Dome, it was a six-and-a-half-star match. Oh, at least seven. At least seven. I mean, it's up there. It, it's a it's an early match of the year uh, contender. Like it, it's got to be a contender. It, it sure. I, I hear people more than one. I think Steve earlier left a comment on our Facebook Live saying it might be the, it's the best tag team match he's seen in his life. And now that's coming from somebody who might not have watched as much New Japan Pro Wrestling as you, Al, and seen these guys before. That's the beauty of what they're doing now. I mean, this is going back to like, this may be taking it really old, but Hulk and Andre, they had done the slam in other places before they did it at WrestleMania three. It's just more eyes are getting on the product now. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think that's great. I'm happy to see that more people are saying the same things that you've been telling me about and that I've seen with you in the last few years. Uh, I, I enjoy that a lot. Right. Yeah, I, as far as New Japan goes, for as much as they do right, I'm, their, their tag team division's never been great. I mean, I, I shouldn't say never. I'm, I'm, I believe they actually have had some really good uh, tag team eras. Uh, so then the Bucks the must past, have been doing but, pretty damn well there, while also being great on at Ring of Honor. 
Yeah, you know, to me, the Young Bucks, they're consistently like, you know, they, they consistently give you like four-star matches. Um, yeah. There's something Great. about them that just, like, it just, I don't know. Like, I've never been wowed by a Young Buck match. And, I, you know, they were great here, and they did their job here, and they, they look fantastic. I think maybe it's just they, they force you to – they force people to sell too much, like their yeah. strength. You know, uh, yeah. the, 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 one, uh, the one Young Buck uh, suplexing both Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega at the same time, like, right. come on. You know, like, it just – it takes me out of it. And I love the Young Bucks, and I always walk away from a Young Bucks match going – well, I don't know if I like that. And then I stop and go, well, was that really exciting? And did you just enjoy the hell out of that? And it's like, yes. And it's like, okay, well, then whatever reservations I have, I'm going to scratch out. Because at the end of the day, uh, they're fantastic, and I love their matches. So, uh, but they never, there's not anything that really stood out with the Young Bucks in New Japan for me. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they were good. They were in the light. See, also in New Japan, they have the light heavyweight tag division, which the Young Bucks were in. Um, okay. And actually, uh, like I think New Japan's tag team divisions would be a lot better if there was just one as opposed to the light heavyweight and the heavyweight uh, division. But, you know, uh, they try to... It, it, it weakened it a little bit. That you spread yeah. it out. You spread it a little too thin. Was there a... Was there a um, they call it the Melter Bomb? Uh, Melter Driver. Melter Driver. Yeah. Was there one out onto the uh, onto the stage, the ramp that was at the same level? Yeah, I think. And, uh, and that one, they had to jump a little too far, and he dropped him a little bit early. That kind of took me out of it, maybe just a little bit. And that's being very critical. I want you to know that. Like, I I loved this match, as you mentioned. Like, I had a great time. But it's it's funny. Like, I feel like both of us want to. Want to validate the fact that we're just being really critical about a couple of small things because, really, I forgive them for it. Like I, I enjoyed the match. Right at the end of the day, it was it was fun. It was good. It was what you wanted. So, yeah, at the end it, of it's the hard. Day, to... The sun went down, and we all went to sleep happy. Exactly. Nyla Rose, the AEW Women's World Champion, took on the challenger Chris Statlander. In the match to yeah. follow what was possibly match of the year. Right, tough spot to be in. Um, and the, and the, the ladies didn't do themselves any uh, favors there. Uh, it, was, it wasn't a very good match. Um, no. I hear Chris Stantlander's really good and doesn't really have bad matches. This was a bad match, and, you know, she missed some spots too. It wasn't just her. Um, you know, it wasn't just Nyla Rose. It wasn't just Nyla Rose who sucked in the match, but Nyla Rose is not very good. Uh, you know, she she was like an actress who became a a, a wrestler, and uh, you know, she's older, and you know, she's all she has is size, and uh, you know, she she is transgender, so you know, she she has a a had at one time a male's physique. I'm, I'm sure, you know, with the hormones and whatnot, you know, she's lost right. a lot of the muscle tone, but she still, you know, has the frame of a man. Um, so she, she's a bigger, she's a bigger gal. And uh, Chris Statlander is, is a, uh, a muscular uh, uh, woman. And I realized she looked a lot, she looks a lot like, um, 
my high school, my my. Uh, she looks like Mr. Perlow from my grammar school gym uh, gym uh, class. So, okay. uh, you know, Statlander uh, uh, does. Statlander does a little bit. I, I don't know why that, that caught me during the match. I'm like, she looks like oh, she kind of looks like uh, Perlow. Have um, you listened but, to Tyler Rose on Jericho's podcast yet? I have. Yeah. I have not. I have. I, I'm, I'll give it a listen tomorrow. I'm, I'm interested to hear. I think I think they go to some places that have you know that probably have me and other people wondering. I, I don't know. You you heard it, but yeah, I mean it was good. It was you know because Jericho Jericho's like uh, you know I don't I don't know anything about trans. You know, uh, let me know if I'm being offensive. Let me know. You know, uh, good and uh, good. You know they they talk about things and uh, you know how she trained and you know when the change and all that stuff. So it it was interesting. Um, okay, not great, but it was interesting. I probably want to hear it. Of course, that match went twelve minutes forty forty five seconds. Uh, really a cool down. If I'd have been down at Win Trust, and I, I hate to be the guy that only goes to the bathroom during women's matches, but that's probably the match to go to the bathroom at. You know. Uh, sure. That being said, Al, this card, I uh, hey, you. what is that you? Yeah. I, what? What? All right. Were you playing that? What? What are you talking about? There, there was music playing there. I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. So anyways, uh-huh. Oh, uh, Tyler Rose defeats Chris Statlander. I lost and, my uh, Thanks. I'm sure it was a great point. Football, when he was four years old, he would wake up every Saturday ready for the game. That became our life. He had aspirations about going to the NFL. On a Friday morning, George was shot. I just kept saying, you cannot tell me that the child that I gave birth to is no longer here. Lives are being lost every day. It is a national crisis. I heard Michael Bird speak. He's been in this fight for so long. He heard mother's crying, so he started fighting. Huh? I can't. Hello. Oh, he just keeps on chiming in. You can't I can't get rid of my Bloomberg. Is there so much money that he has put into those advertisements that it, they just creep into our show without us without us oh, being yeah. there? I got the Bloomberg money, my friend. Oh, Bloomberg oh, called me this morning, and uh, yeah, yeah, I've been paid. Hey, pal. If Bloomberg's putting this ads on here, I I know nothing about this, and. Don't make me flavor flav this. You know, I think legally now we have to play ads from everybody. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, now we're screwed. Yeah, there there it goes. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the in radio I am pretty sure I'm you know, it's, equal, it's, 
it's equal no, time. Greenberg ads all over the place, and I don't hear anybody else's. Like he's the only one spending money on it. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. think they just need, like if if one of them's on a talk show, they have to have equal time to talk, right? Right. The same has to be offered at the same price. So you have to, and it has to be like the average of your commercial pricing. So you want to, like, that's why, like, a radio station can't just drop its prices during the year to, like, give away ads because it would lower their average price down so that when the, when the political money comes around, you want to get as much of that as you can because it's guaranteed money, you know? It's a big, okay. it's a big boost for a radio station, so... Well, yeah. my guess is that the other candidates would really enjoy the price that they would have to pay, <laughs> that, that, that we'd offer them the same price that we offer Bloomberg. My guess is that they'd all be jumping in, but there's less and less candidates right. every day, my friend. Yeah, yeah, dropped yeah. Out today. Pete dropped out the other day. Yeah, it's dropping left and right. Those guys uh, on the left are going to figure it out. Bloomberg's still there. Yeah, well, the problem is the, uh, you see the uh, uh, the conservative end of the Democratic Party or the uh, uh, the more traditional Democratic Party is being split amongst uh, a couple candidates, and then the more extreme end of the um, of the Democratic Party that vote is not being split whatsoever. One guy's getting all of it, and right. uh, so that has been that guy's been winning. So. You know, like if if Bloomberg drops out and all those votes go to Biden, then obviously that helps uh, Biden would have a chance. But, you know, that's yeah. that's not happening. So they're, they're splitting. Uh, they're splitting the base of the, the party. It's interesting. We'll see. Tomorrow is going to be a super Tuesday, from what I understand. And yeah, uh, see what happens there. Biden, but, uh, Biden's grabbing some of the uh, he, he's getting some of that uh, that votes coming his way. That just happened. I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting race down to the finish. We'll see. So then we get to. Um, did you have anything else to say about the women's match besides it? It, it was no nope. subpar. It was in a bad spot. Yeah, like what were they going to do? See, this is where the uh, Cody and Warload or whatever the hell that guy. Uh, Cody and I'm sorry, Jake Hager and Dustin match really would have fit well. Yeah. So yeah. then, then you would have the brothers going back to back, and that would that would be oh no, because that would be the opener of his show. Never mind. So, anyways, MJF with Wardlow uh, goes twenty four minutes and forty seconds, just way too long. And you know, people weren't into Cody, and I have a theory on this. You know, Chicago, we got a term in Chicago. It's called douchebag. You know, they, they use it in New York too. Uh, it's a city term, uh, you know. There's a, there's a point where there, there's a douche threshold, and Cody's ring entrance, to me, crossed a line into douche chill mode, where I was like, ugh, I'm kind of not digging this guy with this fucking entrance and this horrible band live band playing behind him, and he comes out and he's got this hideous neck tattoo he put on it for real. He got a he got a neck tattoo. And uh he, he, you know, his family's out there and everybody's hugging him and it's just it's so lame. And you know, part of me is like, wow, this feels like a nineteen eighties Rocky movie. Like his entrances are like uh like what you would see in a Rocky movie, you know, the yeah. the, the family 
hugging and, you know, uh, live band playing and all this. But it, it's just so douchey that all of a sudden MJF, who's kind of like, a, you know, he's got the Chicago attitude down. Like, that that's yeah. very much the Chicago personality. You know, we're very sarcastic people. And yeah. uh, I, I, people kind of, like, enjoy MJF. You know, even though everybody hates MJF because he's such a prick, and I have been enjoying Instagram and Twitter, uh, people telling their stories of meeting MJF. Uh, I saw one today where uh, uh, MJF, they put down, like, a Young Bucks um, jacket, a uh, vest, you know, like the same style of vest the Young Bucks wear to the ring that said Young yep. Bucks on it. And uh, MJF's like, you want me to sign this? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, give me your glasses. And he took off his glasses. In a permanent marker, he he autographed the, the side of the guy's glasses. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. So, okay, then. So, yeah. uh, you know, no, he, he's the heel that nobody else is doing what he's doing in 2020. He really is. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's great at what he's he's great as a character, but that's not his. That is his strength. His weakness is his in ring skill. And when you ask a kid who who's a great professional wrestler, uh, sports entertainer, you know, Kenny Omega's a wrestler. He, he Kenny Omega's great at telling stories in the ring. MJF is great at telling stories outside of the ring and being a character. He's twenty three years old. You know, he doesn't have. The training, I mean, fucking Kurt Hawkins is his trainer, you know. Um, uh-huh. He doesn't have the the experience at, uh, of being a wrestler, you know. When he's thirty, if he stays healthy and with this character, I mean, he could be one of the greatest heels of all time. But he's not there yet, and you know, Cody bit off more than he could chew, thinking he could carry him for twenty four minutes, and. Mind you, the tag match was one match, uh, two matches prior. So you had the women's match, which which sucked a lot of the energy out of the room, which was actually the design. Because what you want to do is you want to hit high, you want to bring people's emotions low, give them a chance to breathe, and then you come back and you build up the uh, intensity again. And I think they thought that the feud was so good, the crowd was going to be right there eating out of their palm of their hands. And that wasn't the case. The crowd was tired, and they just saw this great match, and now you're getting to the last, you know, 40 minutes, hour of the show. So they've already been there two and a half hours, three and a half hours if you count the pre-show. And, uh, yeah, they, it, like, it just, it works. Like, it wasn't a bad match by any means. Um, you know, it was probably the third best match on the show. Uh, but it suffered. It, something was lacking, and it's hard to place what. And the crowd definitely, the crowd that was hot for everything. And we'll get, you know, they they, they explode in the next match, the, the match right yeah, after it. They come yeah. right back. So, for some reason, this was just a lull in the show when it should have been a peak. And uh, they still delivered a decent match uh, that's worth watching. But, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. I, I don't know. Uh, it just feels like the psychology of it was broken because the story was excellent going into it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm pretty much right there with you, Al. Although, I mean, I think the crowd did enjoy the show. I mean, in, enjoy the match. They they were into it. That opening band that you mentioned, it, they were terrible. Oh, they sucked. 
That was so bad. I don't know why. Yeah, he gets a little bit too much creative freedom, I think, is is the issue with with the role that he has. Um, yeah. I don't know. I still enjoyed the story. It probably could have gone a little shorter since it lacked those places. Uh, great point there with Cody trying to carry him for 24 minutes. I had no idea MJF had been trained by Kurt Hawkins. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty fantastic. But, uh, yeah, that, that's about all that I have to say about that, really. Um, I think there was some good, fun outside stuff that I like with Wardlow and Arn and Brandy and whatnot. Um, but too much, the, too, uh, time. The ring to the head ended it. The uh, the, the ring that he oh, won right. ended it. Yeah, he, he won the diamond ring, uh, the diamond trophy ring. Uh, he won a tournament, which got this this ring, which he, he used uh, uh, basically like brass knuckles and knocked out Cody Rhodes and uh, cheated to win. And uh, MJF defeats Cody Rhodes. Now, Dusty Rhodes' booking style was you take Dusty Rhodes and he's the hero. He's the hero, baby. And you put every obstacle you can in front of him. You put every roadblock, you put every bit of Cubs traffic you can in front of him. And he, he looks like, it's almost like a Hogan match. He looks like, but it's a, it's a story arc. It looks like he's just, he's getting beaten down, he's getting beaten down, he's getting beaten down. And then finally, he rises up and he overcomes every single obstacle. And the fans, you know, uh, Watch him overcome every obstacle along the way, and next thing you know, he's the champion and this huge star. That's the Dusty Rhodes booking style, and uh, that's what Dustin Rhodes, that's what Cody Rhodes is doing here. And uh, you know, he, he here's another obstacle. MJF still standing in his way, loses the match, and you know MJF yeah. is gonna taunt the hell out of him this week on uh, on television. Yes, uh, he is. Which is great because now I'm excited. I want. I can't wait to watch uh, wrestling this week. I can't wait to watch AEW and see the fallout from this pay per view. Um, and say that should be a lot of fun. Um, you teased it before. Uh, Orange Cassidy in his first AEW match against the Bastard Pack. Yeah. In a single yeah. match. Orange Cassidy um, is a comedic wrestler who wrestles with his hands in his pockets, who does as little possible. Uh, they call him the king of the uh, sloth style. He, uh, you know, he'll wrestle with his hands in his pockets and, you know, he'll kick as, lo- as soft as he can. And uh, But here they showed that what he's doing is he's playing mind games. And, uh, you know, he actually can wrestle and Pac who's uh, 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 one of the best wrestlers in the world, who, of course, was uh, uh, Aaron Neville and uh, Adrian Neville and uh, Neville in uh, WWE. Uh, uh-huh. They really buried him there. Like, he, he just, he, he sucked, and he asked for his release, and he got it. And then uh, AEW came along, and here he is. And, uh, man, he's a guy I, I did not like because of WWE. You know, I saw him in WWE, and he just, he seemed like this little nerd. You know, he's a smaller dude. You yep. know, he's my height, 5'8", 206 pounds. And uh, I just didn't think much of him. And, uh, you know, everyone, you know, the indie guys, the guys who watched him, uh, you know, through Dragon Gate and the independent circuit, you know, were like, no, this, kid, this kid's awesome. This kid, you know, he's one of the best, he was one of the best independent wrestlers, 
in the world, but he was in WWE for six years, and he just sucked. And uh, it, it turns out it wasn't. It, it really, he's the first. He's one of the first wrestlers I've seen where he truly was hurt by WWE, and uh, he's rebuilt himself up in AEW. And like, I, I'm intrigued by Pac. I like the bastard. And uh, he's a very serious wrestler. His character is very serious and very intense. And then you contrast that with Orange Cassidy, who is very lethargic and comedic. And, uh, you know, the story of the match is Orange Cassidy, he comes out there and he does his usual Orange Cassidy bit. And uh, Pac plays along. You know, Pac's mm-hmm. like, I could beat this guy with the hands behind my back. I'm just going to have a little fun with him. Let's let's play his stupid little games. And he right. plays his stupid little games, but then, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy starts kicking it up and starts wrestling, and Pac starts doing what Pac does, and he starts wrestling and bringing it to a next level, and Orange Cassidy starts reaching out to that level, and they have a pretty decent match that slowly builds, and uh, it goes... Uh, 13 minutes, and the crowd is on fire for this match. I mean, they want a chair. They love, people love Orange Cassidy. Uh, I, he, all the time, like, people come up to me at work because they know I'm a wrestling fan with their hands in their pocket. They do the Orange Cassidy thing. And I, I don't always catch it because I'm not this huge Orange Cassidy guy. But, you know, oh. casual wrestling fans really, really like Orange Cassidy. And uh, this crowd in Chicago was definitely an example of that. They they were on fire for you know when he's just doing his he he does these soft little kicks, you know like like kick you in the shin as soft as possible, and yeah. the crowd's on fire like you know like he's doing these uh, you know New Japan style you know strong style kicks, and you mm-hmm. know they're they're chanting this is awesome and um, holy shit and you know they're they're just they're they're eating it up and I think that's going to continue to happen. And, uh, yeah, and then when he shows he can wrestle, like, even Jim Ross and uh, Tony Schiavone and, the, you know, the curmudgeons on the commentary team are, are starting to go, like, okay, I get Orange Cassidy. Like, this is this is all right. You know, this guy can wrestle. There's, there is a story being told there. And at JR, the end of the day, JR seems to be warming up to him a little bit. I think we're going to get a, my God, he's broken him in half soon. You know, freshly squeezed, extra pump. Yeah. Wish you would stop saying that every every damn time. Um, you know, Pac obviously the better wrestler, the, the stronger character, uh, wins this match by submission uh, at the 13 minute mark. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It was brought the crowd right back into it after again the wall that was what should have been a peak, and uh, it gets you ready for the main event, which Chris Jericho with uh, Santana and Ortiz in his corner. Uh, going up against uh, the Mox, John Moxley. They go 22 minutes, 20 seconds, and uh, your new AEW World Champion, John Moxley. Um, a lot of people, myself included, didn't think that was going to be the end of the show. They thought Chris Jericho was going to win this, and uh, he doesn't. And I wonder if Chris Jericho maybe is ready for some time off, maybe get on the road, do a little fuzzy. Um I don't know. I don't know if he has plans, you know, with some stuff going forward. But yeah. Well, oh, I hate I that. I hate that John Moxley call. Yay, Moxley! He held the title for uh, for what most of the year here. I mean, he wanted. Well, I guess. Oh, okay. He wanted it all out August thirty first when we were there. So, what six months? Is that where we're at here? Something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but who's think, he defended against? I think that's about time. Uh, he defended it against what, Cody? Cody, yeah, uh, and? Uh, Scorpio time, Sky? Right? Scorpio Sky? Oh, yeah, they had, a, they, they had a hell of a build for that. That was fun. I mean, he's he's had two title defenses. Like, well, let's let's be serious here. I mean, he he's barely been champion besides the guy who holds the belt and, and talks about it, which I mean is a great heel move. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I didn't think it was time. I didn't think I don't I don't think Moxley really was was ready yet. Um, I mean, he's also a forty year old man. Yeah, but again, Jericho maybe uh, looking to do some other stuff here. Um, oh, a forty-nine-year-old man, Jericho is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's basically fifty. Sure, Jericho would like a week off, maybe here or there. Well, he has his other projects. He has the Fozzie. He's got the. the he's doing this. He's doing that. So I, I, I don't know if maybe he's he's planning some stuff or um, or if it was just they felt it was time to to go younger and go John Moxley. Now again, you have two. Yeah. Um, WWE guys who've been your world champion in AEW. You still haven't gotten the guy who hasn't been in WWE as your world champion. And uh, I, I think that's a little concerning. I, I two, two in a row, I would have thought they would have gotten somebody, you know, uh, else in there, a new face. But, you know, here we go. John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose, is the world champion. I don't like Dean Ambrose. I don't like John Moxley. Not a fan. Um, I don't hate him. And uh, I definitely respect his skills. I've just never really connected with him as a character, as a person, or uh, or, or anything. And uh, just to remember, um, you know, Mike Bloomberg uh, is going to save the world. Hey. And hey. super uh, – I'm sorry. He, he paid me a lot hey. of money, Clark. Hey, you know, no, he's, he's, I get it. I understand. Every world to, to get his uh, ads in, so. Doing yeah, my I job, prefer man. John Moxley over Dean Ambrose for sure. I just I I don't know my thoughts there. Um, oh, I, I did. What's like, up, Jim? I did really like Aubrey Edwards. Uh, shout out to like an Earl Hebner there. Uh, with with the way that she told Jake Hager, "You get out of here." Nope, and gave him a little push and a shove. Very much like Earl Hebner. I liked it. I uh, I saw somebody post on Twitter that she did she did like spun around and gave the thumbs out thing, and they just posted, "Look at me!" It's exactly right. She should be wallpaper and she's not. You know, the job they, of the referee not to be seen. They wrote that though. What do you mean they wrote that? I mean they, they wrote they, it for her to do that. Like they knew she was doing that. That's not just her doing that. Like I mean. Spot that whole spot was written. You think, like, you think the whole you sure the spot was written, but you think the whole spin thing was? Yeah, yeah, I do. Ugh, gross. I do. I know. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I don't think she would have taken those liberties if she hadn't have been encouraged to do so. You've obviously never seen her on the independents. No, I guess not. But they could also tell I guess her, hey, not. They could also tell her, hey, we don't want any of that stuff. And apparently they haven't. So part of it, I, I'm guessing that it's at least partially creative. Well, I don't care who it is. It's bad. She, she retweeted it today. She's definitely proud of it. Yeah, I don't care. Fucking James Lipton came out of his deathbed and said, Audrey, I want you to do a spin a uh kick out. Um, 
I don't, I don't, who cares? It's bad. It's not, it's not how it should be. That happened. It was fine. I thought it was fun. I I enjoyed it, especially there. And the guys sold it to uh, Santana and Ortiz and Hager. I thought that was a lot of fun, and it definitely felt very much like Earl Hebner to me. Very yeah. similar. Or uh, Red Shoes. Red Shoes is the same way. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, why, he's, why do you allow Red Shoes to be, look at me, look at me? He's not a, he doesn't do a fucking spin, he doesn't spin around, uh, do a Perrier, or a Perriette, or well, I don't know what the hell the term is. You know, he doesn't do a ring around the rosy to throw somebody out. He just, he just gets in their will. face, pushes them, and points at his uh, chest, and says, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Anyways, uh, who cares? It's, it was spot in a match. You liked it, I didn't. Uh, we can move on. It's uh, up to imp- inter- imperson- interpretation. I can't talk today. Interpretation of uh, of whether you liked it or not. It's up to you. Yeah. It's up to the individual. Uh, Clark, you have you got your opinion, and I got my opinion. And my opinion is my opinion. And I'm entitled to my opinion. I don't go on Twitter and say uh, you're wrong because it's my opinion. Jim, you're, okay, you're wonderful, you, Jim. Thank you. We're we're getting some comments over there. Yeah, yeah. Peckerwitz doing it. How about yeah. that? Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, overall, the AEW pay-per-view I thought was pretty fantastic all around. Great wrestling show. It's worth uh, finding and watching and enjoying. True. Yeah. Uh, well... Meanwhile, WWE was in Mania is upon us, Al. Yeah, they were in uh, Saudi. They were in Saudi Arabia, uh, breaking uh, barriers, women wrestling for titles, and uh, uh, basically doing a house show over there, fleecing them yeah. out of a lot of money, which I love. I love anytime you can fleece a government out of money. I'm all for it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Goldberg wins the uh, the world title. Off of uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, Ricochet gets destroyed by Brock Lesnar, and uh, the internet is crying uh, all left and right about everything. Um, I don't think Bray Wyatt should have ever had the title. I agree. I don't think he should have been there in that situation. I I do feel that he has, the title coming off of him is not a bad thing. I think that having a guy hold your top title of your company, who, or one of the two top titles, whatever, who just last June couldn't even put on a match where it was believable. Like, I mean, he, he couldn't perform. And now he's the champion. Like, he's going to wrestle for the title. Like, he's going to defend your title. This 53-year-old man who couldn't perform against The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. Well, he was playing. And now he was wrestling, defending the highest title, the second highest title, whatever. Of you, can throw, you, can, you can throw the match out with Undertaker because Undertaker, was, Undertaker can barely wrestle. That's more on Undertaker than Goldberg. Two, it was you, want me, you want me, the the guy, 
to just suspend disbelief and be like, oh, he didn't concuss himself before that match. Because it was on both of them. Right, so there's obviously... The the old the old dude knocked himself out. He hit himself in the head, uh, uh, banging his head against a uh, door to to fire himself up, and he concussed himself. Like there was a reason the match sucked. Like it wasn't just because Goldberg can't do it anymore. It's because there was reasoning. It was 110 degrees. He's oh. 50 some years old, and he concussed himself. And he was and he was going up against another guy who was in his 50s who can't do it. Now, you're talking about his age as if, uh, you know, Chris Jericho isn't 49 years old and uh, wrestles very simplistic matches. He put on a match that was considered probably up there for one of the worst matches of the year, 2019. Right. That's what we're talking about. Now, all of a sudden, he comes in and he wins the title in three minutes, which, by the way, if you're trying to get over that it was just because of the Undertaker that that he was going against Al, did you see that jackhammer that he tried to put on Bray Wyatt? That was one of the worst fucking finishers that I've ever seen. Like, that was unreal. He lifted him like Hogan lifting Andre the freaking giant, which Bray Wyatt is not. Like, he could barely even get him up. Bray Wyatt's a huge dude. Squash was shit. And I'm, I don't think Bray Wyatt <laughs> needs the title. I think that he's you great. I think he was looking a little bit weak, but I, I don't know. He stood up right after it. I don't know. I just Goldberg having that title sucks. Well, Goldberg has always sucked. WCW, that's your era. That's garbage, horrible uh, wrestling. Don't and just yes, try I, to turn it on me for this, Al. Don't just try to because I enjoy WCW. Heroes. Hey, he's one of your heroes, not mine. Like I'm not a fan of Goldberg. All right, I was I'm doing just, that shit too. I'm just saying Goldberg. Uh, uh, it's not that big of a deal. Like people, you, you're making it like it was some. Uh, egregious thing, and it's not. It's it's Goldberg. In my opinion, they should have like Ricochet should have been in that match, and Ricochet should have won. You know, instead of going old, go young. But they want to sell uh, WrestleMania, and Goldberg is a draw, and Ricochet isn't a draw. So you want to sell tickets, you you put in your biggest stars, and Goldberg pops numbers when he's on television. That's the bottom line. This is a business. It's a promotional business. Wrestling is about promoting. It's about conning people out of money to come see something that isn't legitimate. And Goldberg has the ability to do that. Um, Aleister Black, I think, would have been perfect there. But, you know, that's just me. By the way, WrestleMania may be shut down. They're now talking about the coronavirus and mania. Wow, that's crazy. That's unbelievable, man. Wild. Huh. Um, well, now I feel bad shitting on it. I'm not that interested in WrestleMania. I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, you've been listening to Taz again. Is that what he tell? Is he telling you that? No. Why, not at why all. Would, you're watching WWE? So why, why would you be interested? Right. It's kind of a yeah, good statement. Why, why don't you, why you, uh, you know, qualify it with the fact like, hey, I'm not really watching much WWE. I don't know what's going on as much. So, uh, you know, I'm not feeling this WrestleMania as much. Right. Yeah, that would. Be, Bully Ray actually feels like like this is awesome. If that's what you're asking me, if 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 I've been listening to him again, he, I mean, he sees it. He sees where the money is in Goldberg. He knows that Bray Wyatt doesn't need that title. He pointed out that he stood up right after he got pinned. That Bray Wyatt then tweeted out that that title means nothing to him. And what he needs to do is he needs to avenge his WrestleMania 30 loss to John Cena. 
And that's where they're going with it. So he tells you to enjoy the story. I just, I'm not interested in Goldberg there. Yeah, but it's one 13-minute match. One 10-minute match on a four-hour show. It was a three-minute match. No, what I'm saying for WrestleMania. Oh, if they go more than five, that'll be a travesty. I mean, honestly. Spear, 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 Superman punch, spear, jackhammer. Superman punch, jackhammer, jackhammer, jackhammer. Cool, I I get it. You know the the match. Roman Reign wins. That's all they got to do. Yeah. All right, well, great. So what does it matter? Like, why is that detracting from the show? Like, would you rather rather have Roman Reigns in some other match and Goldberg in some other match? Two-star matches for your your world title. It's the the goal here is... Yeah, but it's not the world title match they're building. The world title match... It's to get Goldberg booed and Roman Reigns cheered when he wins that title. The match they're building is Brock Lesnar... Versus Drew McIntyre. That's the story. That's the main story they're telling, and that one intrigues me. That one right. I'm interested that's, in. That's that's going to so be the main ca- event, probably. Who cares about this other title that like nobody even gives a shit because some some fictional character who can't be hurt, who who uh, wrestles under a red light, has had for the last you know six months. Like who cares? The title isn't the, the 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 title is dead. It's not hot right now. It doesn't matter. Like who who gives a shit? People get so upset over what's going to be a ten minute, ten minutes on a six hour show. You know, like who cares? The women's matches, man. The women are where it's at. You admit you agree with me on that. That that title doesn't really mean much. Yeah, no title means anything in WWE. It's just okay. a prop. Okay. Great. Cool. Move along. Fun. So I'm sorry that like it's uh, taken away from your 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 excitement for WrestleMania. I'm excited for the women's stuff. Like that's where it's at. You know, Becky versus uh, um, Shayna Baszler. Man, that's something I want to see. Charlotte versus uh, what's her name? The uh, the NXT uh, champion, Rhea Rhea Ripley. I want to see that. Like, that's some fresh, fresh, good stuff there. And uh, that's really interesting. That's stuff I want. I mean, there's going to be things on WrestleMania that are going to be awesome. There's things on WrestleMania that are going to be boring. That happens every year. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited now. Thanks, Al. That's like, judging, that's like judging the AEW revolution based on the women's world title match. Which yeah. was shit. Build up with I'm shit. Not- I'm I know the, the match was all that. I'm not all that interested in WrestleMania as of right now. Great. And maybe well, hopefully that, you get. It. Do you really think that like a ton of casual wrestling fans who don't watch would be like, "Oh my God, Goldberg's wrestling again"? I've got to watch yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, I do actually. Fine. I think the dudes who, I think the dudes who like you know, we bring into a WrestleMania party who. Normally wouldn't watch wrestling, but are just there for WrestleMania because you know, like, hey, well, I want to hang out with you guys and eat some uh, some good food you guys are cooking for Mania. Uh, I'm sure I'm hoping you're going to host and have a huge buffet this year. Um, you know, they, they they like the nostalgia. They like seeing Goldberg and, and oh, I know that guy. I, I I remember who he was. He's still wrestling. 
you know, they, they they might be interested by it. So, yeah, I mean, I do think there's a bit of a draw there. It's not for people watching every week. Um, it's not for me. I hate Goldberg. I think he's, I've always hated Goldberg. Goldberg is shit. He's always been shit. Four hours ago, the Tampa Bay Times says, as coronavirus hits, Tampa Bay, no changes yet for WrestleMania. But nine hours ago, Forbes says, WrestleMania 36 threatened as coronavirus hits Tampa, Florida. Wow. Yeah, like I said, in Japan right now, uh, they've canceled all the wrestling. There's no wrestling going on in Japan. And they had some yeah. major matches. We should be talking right now about Naito versus uh, Hiromu. Um, but that match got canceled. We should be talking about the uh, the New Japan Cup tournament been canceled. So, yeah, I mean. Well, how bad How bad do you think that will hurt momentum, or should they be able to pick it back up? I don't know. Like, I don't know what they do. Like. Do they have the New Japan Cup and just uh, push it back? I mean, they changed their whole schedule this year because of the Olympics. Like, uh, when the G1, the G1 is usually in the summer. It's going to be in the late fall this year because of uh, uh, Tokyo's hosting the Olympics, and they don't want to compete with the Olympics with the G1. So oh New Japan has shuffled well, their schedule they, up. They've had to push back some things already for the Olympics, like some trials and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tokyo, I mean, Japan is talking uh, seriously about uh, canceling the Olympics, like completely canceling the Olympics, which, by the way, uh, is sad news. I've uh, I started playing uh, Civilization again. I got it on the uh, Xbox and uh, I conquered Japan today. So uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders uh, destroyed uh, Japan. Poland is next. Poland, Poland started with the tussle with me years ago. And I, I brought them down to two cities, and I have them surrounded. And uh, I think it's time we finally conquer Poland, uh, take out Japan, take out Poland. But then I was I was moving down in uh, Mont- Montezuma with the Aztecs. He he was he started shit with me. Mm-hmm. He got mad that I was uh, taking over Japan. He thought I was warmongering. He started a war with me, and uh, actually he started one of my city states, one of uh, like a nation I protect. Okay. Uh, Zanzibar. He started. He he went to go conquer Zanzibar, and I'm like, wait a minute. I own Zanzibar. You can't take over Zanzibar. That's how I started the war with Japan. Japan tried to take over Zanzibar. I said, don't do that. And they said, we're doing it. And I said, well, then I'm taking over Japan. And I did. I protected Zanzibar. And then now all of a sudden the Aztecs want to go take over uh, uh, Zanzibar. And I started a war with them. And I have these tanks. Like my military is so strong. So I start rolling all my tanks, and I start rolling all my troops down, and I'm going to take – I know I can't conquer the Aztecs, but I could probably take one or two of their cities. I start yep. moving all my military down there. You know what happens? What happened, Al? Son of a bitches have planes and bombs, and they start dropping bombs from planes, and I don't have planes. So all of a sudden oh. I had to pull my troops back, and I had to negotiate peace. So we're at peace now, and I'm building airports, and we're studying. We're upping our technology so that we can get planes um, to to roll with our tanks, so we can. Uh, if that and happens again, we'll go back and try to take them down again. Possibly, yeah, yeah. They're, they're troublemakers. Right now, it all sounds cool. All sounds good, no? Yeah, well, we're we're kind of in a cold war. Where I think they're going to be building troops, putting them on our border, our border, and we're going to be building airports and planes to combat their uh, planes. So, yeah, it's going to be an arms race. And then the, really what, what's happened is 
their technology is just stronger than my technology. My army is bigger, and my my ability to produce an army is stronger. I have a lot more cities. I have a lot more, probably more money than they do. But they've really done a good job with technology and uh, educating their people. So they're, they're, they have a, they have an advantage uh, in war with technology. You know, one of the reasons I was able to roll over Japan is I had tanks. They had guys with horses and arrows. So, you know, it, it was a pretty easy to, to destroy them because they didn't have the uh, technology. I have most of the world's resources. Like, you can't, you can't get guns without America because we own all the uh, powder. We have all the, gu- the gunpowder. You've got to trade with us to get it. And I only allow countries I'm friends with uh, get the gunpowder, so... Okay. But apparently you don't need gunpowder to make bombs and planes, and the Aztecs, those uh, bastards, have uh, done just that. So, yeah, there's, there's, I've got probably six hours of that later tonight to hopefully take over Poland and uh, get my educational system up in my uh, nation. Well, good luck, my friend. Good luck. I, I hope what it they don't, goes well. What they don't know is I'm working on the Manhattan Project. You know what the Manhattan Project is, right? Um, that is uh, the the bourbon. Typically, it's it's up, like in a in a higher glass. Um, very. Do you really know what the Manhattan Project is? Were they a band in the seventies? No, that it was the project that built the nuclear bomb. Yeah, I know. Uh huh. <laughs> now you do. Uh, yeah, so well, we're, you uh, said Manhattan Project, and, and my my guess was going to be nuclear. That that was my uh, guess. I thought that's what I remembered it. Oh, well, you know, I remember now what you're talking about. You're talking about the uh, the research and development undertaken during World War II, the Manhattan Project, of course. Right. Yes. Exactly. So we are we are building towards a nuclear bomb, and once we have exactly. that, you know, from 1942 to 1946, if they, they try to drop. In 1947. If they try to do the fly planes over my capital, I will be dropping nuclear bombs on theirs. So. Hey, Al. I pulled up today in my rideshare vehicle to pick up a, a gentleman of roughly my age. Um, and he had a toddler in his hand, roughly the uh. age of my, my oldest daughter, my oldest child. Yeah. Am I in the wrong to ask him if he has a car seat and then to let him know that I, I can't take him anywhere if he doesn't have a car seat? No, you're not in the wrong. You're just a douche. <laughs> Why am I a douche? <laughs> it's just douchey, you know. Is it is it legal for me to take him and his toddler? First of all, is it safe for me to take him and his toddler in a car? And third of all, it's illegal for me to have a toddler in my car. Third of all, do I want to be responsible for that child in that car? Legally, legally you are right, and like you know, you're you're actually protecting your own uh, business, and uh, you you did everything right there, Clark. But it's just douchey. I felt like an asshole. You should. You should. Felt like an asshole, but then again, then I wanted to say, well, you're being an asshole. You want to bring your kid in the car? Like, come on, that kid's two, three years old. What are you doing? Like, that's we have car seats for a reason. Like, just be a better parent. Be a responsible parent. But I didn't say that because I'm not 
as big of a douche as you would say. Like I, I just let him know I can't do it. Like I've got to protect the bottom line at the end of the day. And I don't know, man, I try to carry the car seat. I have one, right? Like I have, I have a couple. I try to carry so, it in the back, but it just takes up so much space. So if you were, if you were, let's say, uh, you and uh, the, the Hazel, you and the Hazel went down to, uh, the, you, you, you went down to the Museum of Science and Industry, and you took uh, the train down there. You took an L train, yeah. and uh, you decide, you decide to leave early, and you're like, oh man, I, she's acting up, she's being a, a troublemaker. You know, she she threw French fries at me at the McDonald's. Uh, I just want to get home, and you call an Uber, and the driver's like, "Yeah, I, I can't take it. You don't have a child seat." I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm fine with that." I'd be uh, I'd be like, "Thank you," but in reality, I think you'd be like, "God, what an asshole." I wouldn't put myself in that situation. I wouldn't. Uh-huh. I wouldn't call an Uber right. because that, because the world works perfectly, and uh, uh, you know. You're able to avoid every bad situation. No, like I, I wouldn't call an Uber. And well, second of all, legally, there I believe most states it's legal to ride in a cab, but it's not legal to ride in an, in a ride share without the car seat. There are how did the person re- How did the person react? He he rolled his eyes and was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Yep. It wasn't good. And when he did that, I just said, "Hey, there are laws, man." It's like, come on, like what? What do you what do you, what do you want me to do here? I don't know. No, I, I would have keyed your car on the way out. I would have. You know, I would have keyed your car. Absolutely, I would be like, "Whoops." Be a better parent. I wish I could carry my car seat around. If I replayed it in my head again tonight before the show, and I think maybe I should have driven around the block and come back and said, "Hey, if you really need a ride." I can run to my house 10 minutes away and get a car seat and oh, come back. And at this point, I would give you the finger and be like, yeah, why don't you go sit on it? Just shove your car seat up your oh, ass. I'm trying to be responsible, sir. I'm kind of a Uber driver. Responsible. My bad. Ugh, these people. Wow, you really are a softie, Clark. It is a, it's a whole new world. What'd you say? You're a softie. You're a soft serve ice cream. How am I a softie? You're a soft serve. So I want my children to live? You are Dairy Queen. It's not your children, it's his children. Because I want the children. I want the children to live. Then I started thinking, well, what if I'm the asshole? What if, like, you know, they, they got stranded without the car because he had to rush home and the wife's in the hospital and or the other, the partner's in the hospital Shit. and, you know. I, That's what I'm saying. No. It's like, well, in an emergency situation, I will get you where you need to go. If it's you don't know the like scenario, kid, what's that? You, like I said, you don't know. You don't know the scenario. You said, "Well, I would never put myself in that position." Position, and I'm like, "You don't control a bad situation. Bad situations happen." I will call the driver when they're on their way, and not just assume that I can just get in the car without prefacing it. I yeah well I I think that's crazy. I don't know. I don't like I don't like some of the moral situations that I get put into doing that. So I didn't. I turned off the app and I did something else for the day. I did a different different app gig. Wow. Wow. Well, These are fragile times. These are fragile times, my friend. 
<sighs> we got the viruses. I'm going to play Plague Inc. tonight and see if I can take down the whole planet. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. I think I'm going to try to watch a couple of revolution matches again. I want to watch uh, Sammy and Darby again. I've gone back and I've gone back and I've watched that match and uh that rolls right into the tag team match. So I've watched those two matches twice now. Uh they were that good. So yeah. Well anyways. Yeah, that, that tag team match took place in a weird spot. Good I mean it was fine. But it's just I mean they, they weren't they weren't the first match and they, they definitely weren't the you know they were just a few matches later. I don't know. It worked. It was fine. Well, what else? All right. Well, we are uh, all of a sudden we're up against our, our clock here. We're damn near two hours in. I, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, if you do, uh, please uh, pontificate. It was a pleasure to chat with you tonight. Uh, I, I won't be here next week. Thanks for letting me roll from the uh, from the basement studios here with the Sunny Larcher. We'll do uh, a very special ski podcast next week. Very special what? Hockey podcast. Oh, do it, do it well. I'm, I'm, I'll be impressed. All right. Well, you have a good night, buddy. Um, you know, uh, thank you for your moral superiority. Uh, we, we as, we as the nation appreciate it. Uh, make sure everybody, uh, you know, uh, listens to Bloomberg ads all night tonight. Just keep listening. And turn on any media device, and hopefully you'll get a Bloomberg ad. And, I don't uh, even think you have to turn on a media device. I think it just starts playing over, like, yeah. some speaker above your house soon. No joke. I looked outside today, and there was a helicopter. And behind the helicopter, it had a little uh, banner. It just said, vote Bloomberg. So even, even looking outside, you can't get away from it. The guy is not going to stop spending money. It's unreal. Oh, it's crazy. All right, buddy. Well, till next time, I wish you the best. Have fun in Arizona. Uh, don't sleep too hard. I know you're watching that boring-ass baseball, but, uh, you know, try to enjoy it. I'll do what I can. All right, man. I'll see you. We'll see you in the future. Yep. Good night. The future is now. We'll see you next time. I am Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third. That's part one. The first, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.